0: pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country black buffalo tobacco alternative bold flavor full pouches
1: with your amex card entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears i'm diosa
2: What up, y'all? It's T Bob from Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Now, we're a college football show, but I'm a massive NBA fan. Now, I'm a Pelicans fan, which can be a trying existence at times. And well, the news about Zion's been no fun lately, but whatever. I love the NBA, right? And if you love the NBA, there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. But why, T Bob? Well, the app is safe, secure, it's easy to use. Uh, FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and you know stuff going on all the time. Uh, when you win, very importantly, you get paid fast. And FanDuel has lots of ways to play. Okay, spread, money line, over, unders, totals, player props, individual same-game parlays, multi-game parlays. It's all there with the live betting. It doesn't matter if you're running up late, you got to your party late, you're hanging out with the fellas, the girl fellas, whatever the point is. Live betting, I mean, you can jump right in, you can bet with your friends, and you too can be cheering for these same things. So, what are you waiting for? Okay, download the FanDuel app today, and let's start to make every moment more with FanDuel. Promo code SNAPS. 21 or older in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 deposit required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369-NY. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com RG. Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, tennessee virginia 1-800 next step or text next step to 53342 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-9 with it indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com Kansas. one 877 stop Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org, Maryland. 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Or visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Yo, what up, everyone, and welcome into a brand new episode of Snaps Your day, Favorite Daily College Football Podcast. What up, Zach Lenz? What up, Brad the Man? What up, Bilbo T Baggage, Greg Hendricks, everybody else hanging out in the chat today. Uh, I am very proud to be a part of today's show. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, T Bob Bear, joined as always by QB1, the beautiful aaron murray and um i feel very confident in saying today's show is a special one because i would bet a lot of money that this is the first ever live youtube broadcast and first ever college football podcast to feature one of the hosts day one post vasectomy as uh if you remember yesterday's uh, right after we got done, Aaron Murray went and got snipped. And so now he is currently sitting on a frozen bag of edamame as he sits here and still has the grit to come into work and give you college football takes at 3-28. That's March 28th in the spring offseason. There is no offseason when nope. it comes to snaps in CFB. Uh, like the video, F's in the chat. For Aaron's uh, sperm, as it's got about what <laughs> six weeks left before it's officially done. Aaron, what's up, man? How we feeling today?
3: Glad it's over with. First off, <laughs> it feels good that it's over with. Was was you know a little nervous, so I'm literally sitting in the in the room, uh, and I documented this on on social yesterday. But I, I'm like on my phone, just like scrolling through nudes news, not nudes oh. news. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Aaron, hey, have you ever try heard to
3: of a, it, try, try to get it in one more time before I was off for a week cuz I'm out of commission for a week. So, <laughs> have you ever heard of a Freudian slip? Uh because I think that's
2: exactly what we just witnessed. Hey, anyway, so I am blam- blaming the meds. I'm blaming the meds you're in on the, for the slip on that one. You're
3: scrolling nudes and then what yeah. how,
2: what happens next?
3: Uh I'm scrolling the news and all of a her and I hear uh and this dude comes walking out of the door. And it starts walking towards like the exit, and he's waddling in pain. I mean, going like at no. a snail's pace, <laughs> oh, just I grunting. and he was walking, like, in, he was walking no, out. Okay, he, walking he did look like out. he was hurting.
2: Oh, yeah, he damn. was hurt,
3: like and like grunting. Oh, I was no, like, dude. oh, it reminds me. It was funny when when we were in Athens, we'd always do like a family lunch on Sundays after the game. My parents would come in. We go get lunch before uh, we, you know, they would head back to Tampa. And there's this like Chinese buffet we decided to go to one day. So oh, we yeah. pull up and everyone walking out of the buffet is like, uh, like we're, we're walking <laughs> and
0: people like holding their stomach
3: and we're like walking like, and the place was packed. So I'm like the place, like we've heard <laughs> yeah, really good reviews, but everyone walking out just is just like, uh, and, uh, you know, you go in there, it's really good food, but like lots of sodium, lots of salt. And like, we all walked out just like, uh, so that reminded me of that. Like this guy walking out of this situation can't walk. <laughs> uh, and I'm just like, damn, this sucks. I'm that, that get re- get this shit. I so, remember um, it was a, it's a unique experience. It's very unique. Well, hold on, hold like, on, hold like, on. Well, you're not, you're not
2: done yet. You're not done yet. I'm not, I'm uh, not, we're going to get back okay. to your okay, office right. visit, but uh, no, I, I remember there was a great Chinese buffet called a uh, China wall here in Baton Rouge back in college. that We used to go tear up as an offensive line. And, um, I remember taking Caitlin on a date there, right? But a Chinese buffet is kind of like an inverse strip club, right? They say to strip club, you never want to be there during the day, right? You don't want to see with the lights on. You want to be dark. You want to be a little like seated, you know, you want to be in it. Um, You don't want to see a Chinese buffet at nighttime, at at dinner time, at date time. um, It will make you look around the room. And you may have some questions about what decisions did I make in my life to bring me Mm -hmm. here, surrounded by my peers, of whom appear to be, um, for the majority, pretty unhealthy, okay? Making a choice to go on a date to the Chinese buffet at night. Ever since then, I've never gone, and I have a hard and fast rule in life. I will not go to a Chinese buffet if it's after uh, 2 p.m. It was just too much sad. Uh, You know Mm -hmm. what it was? Fat bastard eating, and I don't mean that in calling anyone a fat bastard. I mean the character of fat bastard in Austin Powers, who so eloquently put it back in the day. Right? What did he say? I'm uh, essentially said I'm I'm depressed because I eat and I eat because I'm depressed, and I felt like a yeah. bit large at the Chinese buffet that night. It really imprinted on my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, look at this, dude! And then we'll get back to your vasectomy, Aaron King Arnold says. Big cat oh, yeah. gave. Us out. Oh, hell yeah, Big Cat. Thanks, man. Uh, I did love. He? When uh, did that happen? I don't know. I, we got to check it out. But I I love Big Cat. I love PFT. They've always been really good to hell me yeah. on a radio show and stuff. So that's really nice, man. I'm going to miss them this weekend. Can't go to Hogs. Got to go coach T Ball. And then uh, Big Gang for Life says that's how I heard about him. Hell yeah, Big Gang. Welcome. Anyway, okay. Now, Aaron. So you're nervous. You see that poor old man shuffling out of there. Nah. So much pain. You go into the office. Does the doctor immediately start barking at you at that point? Is he a Jordan fan? So, so
3: my game plan was, you know, I, I had my golf video clips that I wanted to watch. You know, get on YouTube, watch my golf video clips, have my headsets in, I'm ready to go. Like this is like a don't talk to me for 20 minutes. You just do you. I'm gonna watch golf videos and be happy. And he just starts jabbing away. I mean, good dude. Don't get me wrong. Great, great guy. Great guy. We're talking about March Madness. We're talking about. I mean, as we're talking. He has scissors in his hands. Like, yeah, man, like it's been a great March Madness. And he's like swinging the scissors around. I'm like, Motherfucker, <laughs> stop doing that. Stop, 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 as you were about to cut me open. Hey, yo, know, he cuts me open. We're still talking about football and his kids and where they go to college. And we're talking about March Madness and this, that, and the other. You know, we're talking about Chinese balloons in the air. I mean, we went through like a whole gamut in 25 minutes as he's performing everything. I'm just sitting there like, My God. I mean, he actually did a good job. He did distract me, he did his job. And, um, left, you know, I tried to go the route of, you know what? I don't need the meds. I was kind of numb when I left. So I'm like, I really don't need them. And about two hours later when they, you know, the numbness wore off, I looked at my wife. I'm like, oh my God, I feel like someone has just kicked me in the balls and the pain's not going away. And I'm just like (laughs) sitting on the couch. It's like, (sighs) and my son's like trying to jump on me. I'm trying to feed miles. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm going in the car. I'm going to the the, you know, CVS, I'm going to go get these, you know, pain meds and, um. Yeah. Been on them non so I feel good. Edamame and the medication they gave me and your boy feels you really, go. really good right now. So we're fine. So, okay, look, I do not want to be flippant
2: here because I know opioid addiction is very real, right? And so if yep. you are someone who prone to that, or if you are, um, just be careful with pain pills, mm-hmm. but that said, take the pain pills. It's the yeah. only positive to any of this, right? Cause it feels really good. Like, like not only does it ease your pain, but you feel pretty relaxed. Like how chill do you feel mm. right now,
3: Aaron? You can't really well, have I a worry right. in the world, right? No business no, stuff. I'm is slipping. I'm you. slipping news and nudes. I'm so chill. I mean, you
2: just <laughs> hey, be yeah. slurring no, right out of the mouth. Too honest there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, look, I, that's like all I look forward to whenever I get in one of these situations is, well, at least I'm going to have something to uh, like in college, right? He's like, oh crap. I tore my ACL. This freaking sucks. But, I can take Laura Tab and play Gears of War 3 for like a month or two. So that 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 that'll be fun. Um <laughs> yeah, see now, okay. Dart, yeah, Dart, that that that's that's real right there. He says a former heroin addict, take a few for me, Aaron, with a, oh <laughs> a hangless. Yeah, yeah, dude. all right. I'll finish um, like, gamble, we'll just... I will finish that bottle. <laughs> T Bob, are you still getting an or Is Aaron scaring you out of it? No, I'm not scared.
3: I'm not scared. No, it was, uh, it was painless. It was painless. It was easy. Um, honest, I feel really good today. You know, I, 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 you know, I think I'll be golfing by next Monday. That's the goal. Wow. I want to be on the golf course. Goal, <laughs> Start off masters week with a round of golf is my goal. So,
2: well, even come on if, balls, don't uh, fail me now. I- I'm coming. just upset that even though we did get the doctor dancing like Michael Mad- Madsen and Reservoir Dogs and snipping the scissors in front of you, I wanted at least one bark from him while your balls yeah. were in hand. So I'm very upset that he wasn't actually a Georgia fan, mm-hmm.
3: but hey, yeah. what are you going to do? More of Virginia a grad told me Virginia grad, once his daughter goes to Indiana, his son goes to Boston College, oh. his other daughter goes to some school in California. Um so yeah, that's where we're at. we talked a little bit about Penix, you know, as he was messing. You no know,
2: like way. Penix. Wait, yeah, yeah, say, did, did, <laughs> did you drop? Did you make any penis Penix no, jokes? Why did not
3: make any penis it was right Penix.
2: there in front of you?
3: The, entire Dude, the time. last thing I want to do is make a doctor laugh as he has scissors down there. Like I don't need any wow. sudden jolt movement, giggle. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I didn't Fair. need that. I need him focused. <laughs> I don't, he can make. The jokes. What, what,
2: what Kind of eyes go wide. And then he's like, Nah, it doesn't matter. You're good. It doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's hey, okay. Don't He's don't still know. got another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Want- that. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Virginia, you know who could have used a vasectomy? Thomas Jefferson. And with that, we're going to transition into some Clemson news. Aaron, unless you have anything else to tell us about your, uh, your, no? your now less powerful semen.
3: Uh, well, I don't know how powerful or not powerful it is just yet. I'll, I'll know next week. We'll get it tested. We'll see where it's at. So, uh, no, I got some yeah, horror actually- stories from people in the chat. Like, Aaron, just make sure you don't do anything for a few days. Like, little people DMing me saying, like, this went wrong, that went wrong, and this went wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, Jesus. Okay. I'm, I, I get the picture. My ass will be on the couch you know, watching Mandalorian, uh, for the next three days. Yes. Yes. And if you listen to amp
2: today, you got a very spoiler heavy, but a very fun Mm -hmm. Mandalorian discussion. Um, all right, let's talk about Clemson because Dabo Swinney is back in the news. What's up, Thomas? What's up, Daniel? What's up everybody? Dabo Swinney back in the news and, uh, Dabo's out there and he's saying, look, man, y'all are all full of it. You're sitting here. You're hating on us. Uh, I would venture to say we're better than ever. And when he was asked to expound upon this, Alex Scarborough, he says, quote, our people, the kids on the roster, the talent, our coaches, our support, our staff, our support staff, our administration, our infrastructure, our connectivity, I'm better now than I've ever been as a head coach. It's not even close where I am now to where I was in 2013 when we won our first BCF game, BCS game. Never been better. So let's put that to the test, Aaron Murray. Are you buying that Clemson has never been better than where they sit here going into
3: 2023. No, they've definitely been significantly better as they get ready for 2023. So this is him, you know, wishing and hoping. I don't think they're the best team in the ACC. I think Florida State's going to end up winning that conference. I, I don't trust the quarterback. Um, you know, did not really prove a lot to me towards the end of the season. I just think at the end of the day, people just wanted DJ U gone. I mean, plain simple, they didn't care who you yeah. put in there. Just get rid of DJU. So they put in Klubnik, you know, he had the good game, the comeback. But other than that, I just thought he's 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 young, he's green, and and I'm excited to see what he looks like after spring and heading into next season year two. So I'm you know, be wary of judgment just yet. He's a new offensive coordinator as well. But I, I'm not like, oh my god, this guy is Trevor Lawrence or this guy is uh, Deshaun Watson or Taj Boy. Like he's not that, and that's what's made them really good. What's made Clemson elite? since 2013, since Taj is great quarterback play along with elite receiver play from Sammy yeah. Watkins on through. I mean, they've, they've had that and all of a sudden for the past two years, they really haven't hit on receivers. They haven't hit on the quarterback position and, you know, they've always been okay. Good at offense line. Not great. So it's not like they can say, okay, we don't have a quarterback. We don't have a, a elite receiver. You know, we're going to run the ball 40, 50 times a game. You know, I, I will Shipley was great, but like they, they have not been dominant up front to kind of uh, help out with the passing game if it's not going. So like I said, I don't know who those elite receivers are going to be this year. Um, I don't think there's any first or second round guys on that roster that we're used to seeing. And I think Cade is, is, like I said, super green and needs a lot more playing before you feel really, really comfortable with him leading you to a championship. So are they are they bad? are they in 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 trouble of being like a middle of the pack ACC team? No, of course not. They they're more talented than 95% of the teams in that conference, but they are nowhere, T-Bob. Nowhere near as good as they've been the past decade. Not even close.
2: Yeah, and you know, I I it's funny, we're pretty much on the exact same page here, right? Um because I understand what you're saying in terms of the weapons. Like certainly Shipley's nice. Uh, I think Club yeah. Nick's gonna be nice. We'll talk about Garrett Riley. Them getting Garrett Riley was a coup this offseason. Um, but then I look at their returning receivers, and yes, their top guy was a freshman, Antonio Williams. 56 catches, 604 yards, four scores. Pretty nice numbers. He could take a big jump, you would think, going from freshman to sophomore yeah. in an office like this. After that, though, you got two seniors. And two seniors didn't have great years anyway. And then you got a couple sophomores who are coming back, you know, 22 catches for Bo Collins, 25 for Jake Brennan Sewell. So again, Shipley's nice, but you don't have DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Ooh. T. Higgins, Travis Etienne. So like the weapons potentially will hold them back. I will say this though. I will say this. I understand how Dabo arrives at his belief, right? Because first off, from his perspective, he's probably got an element of like, well, what the, like, come on guys. The fuck are we talking about here? Like, okay, we made six playoffs in a row. You know, two years ago, we didn't make it, but we won 10 games. Last year, we didn't make it, but we won the ACC. We won 11 games. Like, we're not far off. And that was an offense that wasn't that good. And what did I do this offseason? I went and got the best offensive coordinator on the market and Garrett Riley. Mm -hmm. Dabo had a very interesting quote where he basically said, had he not, had Garrett Riley not been an option, he probably would have stayed with Streeter. Like it wasn't a guarantee that Streeter was going to be out. It was just that Riley uh, was such a gem of a get that he had to make the move, right? And so, and and finally, like how Dabo gets here is I don't think any of us, Aaron, especially not somebody who becomes a head coach and has much success as Dabo Swinney does. And we all know about the self-belief that man has. Nobody does a job for ten years and thinks they got worse at the job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, like Clemson could be far better, but he, nobody's going to think back like, "Oh, I was way better at radio ten years ago." Uh, no, no mm-hmm. bullshit. Like Dabo thinks he's a way better coach now than he's ever before because he's a decade of experience. The problem yeah. is, to your point, I don't know if objectively the programs in the same spot. Um, mm-hmm. But, but then again, then again, the wild card in all of this, Aaron. Do you actually have to have? those weapons that we're talking about to win the ACC and go to the playoffs. I mean, I know I know. we think Florida State is still going to be very good. I have an element of – I'm still in a bit of prove-it mode with Norvell and Florida State. Yep. I love seeing that program back. It reminds me of being a child and Peter Warwick and everybody. It was so tight growing up. Florida State was like the cool school, and Bobby Bowden was an absolute monster. Uh, but they've been bad for so long – that I just I, yeah. I I still am a bit worried that potentially it's a mirage and the ten and three season is the exception rather than the rule. So I don't know, man. If Garrett Riley ends up being um, because they wanted to be like Chad Morris, right? They bring bringing Chad yeah. Morris back in twenty eleven. Yeah. What do they do? They he's way ahead of the curve. They go to six straight playoffs. Streeter felt very behind the curve. Garrett Riley feels like he's at the forefront of offensive philosophy. So I do no, see a world. Where even though the program you could argue it's not Clemson's strongest team, they still have a like pretty damn clear path to the playoff through the ACC, and it's just kind of beating
3: Florida State. Well, there's a couple problems. One, you know, I, I love, obviously I love the hire of the coordinator. There's no doubt about it. Like finally, Dabo just went out of house and brought someone in. To be offensive coordinator. So I think it's a great hire. You, you alluded to it. You know, probably the top guy in the market this offseason. You bring him in. But the, the question is, too, of you, know, you still have to implement a new offense. And, you know, I always talk about quarterbacks making a big stride from year one to year two, from freshman year to sophomore year. And yes, mentally and, and, and being able to be more mature will help him. But also, you know, the problem is you're not going to be in the same system. You're having to learn a new language, you are having to learn new concepts. The coordinator and you are going to have to get on the same page. That just doesn't happen overnight. I know a lot of people think like, oh, you had spring ball, you have 15 practices and you got fall camp. Like They're going to come out guns blazing in week one. It's not as easy as just flipping on a light switch. It takes repetition. It takes trust. It takes chemistry. And, and like I said, that just doesn't happen in one offseason. So you're asking a young quarterback who played very little last year to now learn a brand new language this offseason, a new system, and then have all the expectations of the world with like we alluded to before, not elite talent around him doesn't give me a confidence that year one, all of a sudden, this is going to be a Clemson offense once again that's scoring 40 points per game. I, I don't see that happen. They'll still be good. I don't think they're going to be elite. So that gives me a little bit of concern as well. The second thing on the path to the playoffs, because winning the ACC, that, that's great but it's been done and it's been done for them for for the majority of the past decade like that that, that's kind of numb honestly if you're a clemson fan you're numb to it we got enough acc trophies we don't really care we want playoff appearances we want playoff wins and we want national championships so getting to the playoff is all that matters like last year they won acc it was not a successful year true can they go 12 and oh can they go 13 and oh the problem with this conference is people look down on them you got the SEC that we know is the big boy. We know the big a big boy. We know the Big Ten a big boy. We know the Pac-12 this year. A lot of people are excited, including myself, about that conference. Very top-heavy. you probably got some of the best quarterbacks. They will get a lot of talking about throughout the season because of the quarterbacks in that league and the offenses. And the Big 12 is, is right there too. The ACC is, is so far down below where, say, Florida State is just a good team, not a league team. Say they're a 9-3, 8-4 team this year. Say North Carolina is the same way. And say Clemson is eleven and one because of the conference. Does that get them into the playoff discussion if they don't go undefeated? That's the problem. I kind of feel like right now where the ACC is, unless Florida State is dominant, and that is a dominant win for you, I think the fourth game of the season. Yeah, your your schedule just doesn't really excite people to want to put you in unless a bunch of dominoes fall where the other conferences just beat each other up. Yeah, I mean, they got to go defeated They got to go undefeated. They got go to go undefeated. You, you feel comfortable sure. that one loss, sure? A, if 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 you have five conferences, t yeah, and every one of them has a one-loss conference champion who stays out. If you have, say, Georgia's one loss, yeah, say, no, 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 I get, it. Loss, I get yeah, say, I Oklahoma. Get it. Clemson, you're probably and you're and, probably, and, and you're, and you're gonna have
2: He's you're out. gonna have a potentially even a like a a and now I don't think they'd win this argument, but there will be pushes for like let's say a one loss SEC team Michigan that didn't win the championship Alabama. or one loss Michigan or Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, no, Aaron, you make a very salient point. Um, I think if we were going to hypothetical, every single conference has one loss conference championships. Let's just work it out. Obviously, the Big Ten and the SEC are in at that point. Yep. Um I would big almost 12. guarantee that it would, yeah, the big 12 would have to be in there. Right. Or no,
3: uh, I don't think the Pac 12 too.
2: I would think the And Pac-12 then I kind of team. feel like the Pac 12 because of the quarterback plays. So okay. Okay. A fair yeah. point, a fair point, but, but, yeah. um, but it never works out that way. Right?
3: No, no, it doesn't. You you know, know, I'm just and, saying and, it, like, so, their so margin so of error right. is, is, a lot. It's a lot. A lot no, okay. I, th- I think, okay. So here's the point
2: I think that I've arrived at with what you're saying. Um, if you're an sec team, I can tell you blanket statement. If you're a one-loss champion, you're in the playoff. If you're yes. a Big Ten team, I can tell you blanket statement. One-loss champion, you're in the playoff. Yep. If you're in the ACC, I can't tell you that. The yeah. only way I can tell you you're guaranteed to make the playoff is if you go undefeated. And yep. so you are correct here. There's just no margin of error for this Clemson team because their conference continues to fall behind. And unfortunately, when you look at the TV deal and everything else, who knows how long the ACC mm-hmm. continues to – uh too, too, I don't too, think they're going to
3: I don't I, I think it's a it's a somewhat tough schedule I mean you do have Florida State week four uh you mean you get you get Duke at Duke week one and Duke took some major strides you're still better you should take care of business but still week one new offense you know you're at Miami you know I know you're not a you know big Miami guy but it's still a tough road game possibly. You got notre dame i mean north are carolina granny,
2: are we sure that we're granting miami the the stadium that has about 200 people show yeah, up for games i guess people are going to show up for clemson but are yeah, we are we really granting clemson. miami no. a tough road test and year ass last year in miami dude
3: and then south carolina the fifth year off in south carolina you know kind of got that that big dub last year and and you know rattlers back i'm just saying like I, I, to me, I don't see this team being good enough to run the table and go 12 and 0. And I would, I would say more than likely, I would say they're more than likely to go 10 and 2 than they are 12 and 0. Like, yeah. I, I think they're, I think they're a 10 and 2 team. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are, perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment.
0: at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
1: Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: All right, guys, here it is. The Final Four is here. What up, T-Bob from Snaps, your new favorite daily college football podcast. But uh, like I said, Final Four is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book. And that's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what that is, is up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You just go to fanduel.com slash snaps. You sign up today and you claim that no sweat first bet. And then you can wager on everything for the money line spreads, whatever team you got cutting down the net, you know, whoever's going to win the championship. Look, personally, I like the Huskies, but I'm going to let my wallet just keep riding my heart in FAU. So don't miss your shot at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. You go to fanduel.com slash snaps to sign up. If you want to put 200 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever it is, you put that in there. You can do that as your bet. If it loses, you still have that money back in free bets to use. If you win, bam, you've doubled up your original investment. How about that? So join up. FanDuel.com says snaps. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 21 or older in select states First online real money wager only $10 deposit required Refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets That expire in 14 days Restrictions apply See full terms at FanDuel.com FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas Under agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER Call 1-877-8HOPE-NY Or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NY Call 1-800-GAMBLER Or visit FanDuel.com Colorado, Indiana, Minnesota, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois tennessee virginia 1-800 next step or text next step to 53342 arizona 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in connecticut 1-800-9-with-it indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com Kansas 1-877-770-STOP Louisiana Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org Maryland 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming Or visit www.1800gambler.net West Virginia In those hypotheticals, I'll always count on the team to lose, right? Just because going undefeated is so hard. So I agree with you there. Um, Look, this is actually not a great schedule for Clemson. Now getting Florida State at home is huge. But fourth game of the season, to your point, Riley and Klubnick better be on the same page because Mm -hmm. uh, Norvell and Travis are going to be, and they're going to be coming, and they want that ACC crown for themselves. So we'll see. Again, I understand how Dabo puts a quote like this out there, even if we as analysts don't agree by just looking at the the program. Uh, Hot Billy in the chat is claiming that Aaron is Eskimo brothers with Eric Hosmer. Um, huh. and he is also claiming that I'm Eskimo brothers huh. with the singer seal. Uh, I went to a Are seal you? concert one time in Piedmont park. It was fantastic. Yeah, dude. He used to date huh. my sister.
3: Wait, yeah, so
2: you get it. I'm implying that I, uh, had sex with my sister. Sister. It's, it's, it's It's an incest joke. Yeah. You know, it's dark humor. It's all the rage nowadays. Wow. I mean, if you go on P hub, it's everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, how do you know why you're Eskimo brothers? Do you know why you're Eskimo brothers with uh, Eric Cosmer? Yeah, exactly. Look, Oz the Man gets it roll tied, right? Exactly. Yeah, That's I know
3: it, I'm Eskimo Brothers with Eric Cosmer because he married my ex fiance. <laughs>
2: yeah. T player. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: we're 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 also we're also Esk- we're also we're also him and I are both Eskimo brothers with Christian Ponder, uh, yeah. with a couple guys in the NHL. So uh, it's a long, it's a long list. Oh
2: hell yeah, man, God, that's cool, PC. man.
3: Um,
2: sure. no, I'm, I am, uh, I unfortunately, I'm not Eskimo Brothers with Seal. That'd be tight though, because I, I, think he's very talented, and um, obviously Heidi Klum is beautiful. Um, Dale what, what are you doing, Step T Bob? I'm stuck in the dryer. Help! Uh, all right, <laughs> let's get back to SEC football talk. Stepsister, uh, how'd you get stuck in there? Actually, I'm, I'm the, <laughs> Trevor Wallace. Um, oh, what's his name? His friend on YouTube. I can't remember. They have a very funny YouTube video. Uh, basically, playing off that joke that y'all should go watch. Uh, let's talk a little Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi State Mississippi. now, Aaron. I know we don't talk a lot of um, I know we don't talk a lot of SEC baseball on here. Uh, but this will kind of tie in because there is a complete disaster going on with Mississippi baseball right now. Uh, Ole Miss is 0-6. You're defending national champs. 0-6 swept the first two weeks of the SEC. Mississippi State, who just won their first ever team national championship two years ago? It was in the sport of baseball. Uh, they've had nine, they had 999 previous team seasons before that without a natty in all sports on the thousandth. Baseball gets it done. Well, now two mm. years later, they're 0-6, they're losing games by football scores to schools. It is awful. So, why I bring this up is the Starkville fan base right now is in a bit of panic. They just mm-hmm. went through the pain of having their basketball team lose the play-in game by one point. Uh, their baseball team, which is their pride and joy, it looks like they're going to be forced to fire a coach in Chris Limonis that just got them an natty two years ago, and one that they ostensibly like. It's just a team sucks on the field. Like He's about to get coach owed, I would have to imagine. And so it's like, okay, what do we have? What you have now is Zach Arnett. And you obviously have to deal with the tragedy of Mike Leach's passing from earlier this fall, and then you go with Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator, to take over. Well, that's a lot of pressure for Arnett, right? The entire campus yep. needs a winner. And here's the 36-year-old first-time head coach who has to be that guy. And obviously, look, he's out there saying, I'm not going to be Mike Leach. I can't be Mike Leach. I'm not trying to duplicate Mike Leach. But I have been giving full control of this program. I have no interference from above me, and I'm going to make it as good as I can. Uh, where's your expectation level at with Zach Arnett?
3: Uh, I mean, not, not like extremely high, but I mean, it's not like we've ever had extremely high expectations for Mississippi state, you know, is this a bowl team? Yeah. I mean, this is a, you know, a seven and five football team and, and I'm just more interested to see what this, this team looks like identity wise. I mean, when you got Mike Leach as the head coach, you kind of know what you're going to get. And it's been a good team. I mean, they've put together a really good roster the past couple of years. They've had very good defenses. We all know what he can do on the offensive side of the football, that air raid attack. What are they going to look like now? Where's the emphasis? How's the offense going to look? Obviously, the defense, you know, that's not going to really change because you promote the defense coordinator to the head coach. So I'm more interested to see what the feel is. How do you manage a football game? Because now you have a defensive coach because it is different. I mean, the, the yep. way you run an offense, do you go up tempo? Do you not? Do you run the football more? Do you go for it less on fourth down situations? The entire mentality and culture. Is very different depending if you have an offensive coach, especially an offensive coach that is extreme as extreme as as Mike Leach, to now a defensive guy. So a lot is changing right now. But when you talk about returning players, they got plenty of guys. They got a great defense back. They got you know a, a one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC. Yes, he's learning a new system, but he's a bright kid. You know, I talked to Will Rogers a couple of weeks ago actually, and he's excited. You know, to be a part of something new. To kind of show everyone and prove the doubters wrong that hey, I'm not just good. Or can put up great stats because I was an A rate offense, but I'm a pretty good quarterback. And I do think he is. I think Will Rogers can make every throw you want. I think he's he's good arm talent. I wouldn't say elite, but good arm talent, great footwork in the pocket, accurate, smart decision maker, takes care of the football, all that you want from a quarterback. He'll get it done. They got a bunch of young receivers that are still back. You know, it sucks that they lost Rara to my dogs, but overall it's a good roster. Uh, in 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 a in a SEC West that we've talked about for the past week that is that is 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 not going to be as as daunting as years pass. I think it's a seven and five eight and four football team, which for for Zach Arnett in year one for Mississippi State, I would say that's a home run. It's a home run. I don't think anyone's expecting uh, uh, to go nine and three. eight if you go um,
2: eight and four regular season. With an Egg Bowl win, that is a huge success of a year. Yep. If you go seven and five with an Egg Bowl win, I think you get granted success as well. But this is why, again, like I told John Stabs a couple months ago, the Egg Bowl is the number one rivalry in the country. If you go seven and five with an Egg Bowl loss, people are not happy. So, like, it shows you how much rides on that game. But have, so, Aaron, you you you're you're very watch the film. You're very cognizant of a lot of offensive names and and kind of what the uh, market thinks about them. Uh, I, I had never really heard too much about Kevin Barbet before I started looking him up uh, after this story. So that's the offensive coordinator that mm. Mike Leach hired uh, to replace uh, – or excuse me, that that Zach Arnett hired to replace Mike Leach. Have you heard about Barbet? Because he's got actually a pretty
3: fascinating resume here. Yes, um, okay. because it's, it's just going to be a very different – Offense, um, it's not pure overall, air. No, I, I know, like, from what
2: I've read, it's like vertical passing attack, they're gonna run the ball in a more traditional style. But I guess why I bring this up is because there are some numbers
3: that should get Mississippi State fans pretty excited huh? about what Barry's right the table. I mean, I had him last year at Appalachian State. Oh, that's right. So, like, yeah, I had them, I think, maybe no, once, not twice, yeah, just once. So, I mean, I got to see the offense and, and Appalachian State had a great offense. They had a great quarterback too. You know, when he was healthy, he was a little bit banged up last year. So, you know, it's, 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 which is a little, I'm sure a lot of people will be a little bit happier about like the air raids cool and it brings with it, the excitement of, of being unique. And you do kind of feel like if you're at a school like Mississippi state, you kind of have to think outside the box a little bit, but Appalachian state is, is I would say more in the forefront of offenses when what they're, yes. what they want to do is schematically. I think it's okay, very okay, much okay. cutting edge new stuff. So that is
2: actually supported by these numbers, uh, according yep. to Matrix Analytical, which is a big a- analytics firm that um, provides numbers to people who pay subscriptions. Yada yada, right? According to Matrix and Little, Kevin Barbe is number one among active FBS offensive coordinators in career average pass game efficiency. And I'm sorry, all of this is going to be a little dry and a little dense, right? But think about that. For his career, he's only 40 years old. Mm -hmm. No one has been better on a game-to-game basis when it comes to efficiency in the passing game. In fact, he's one of only two group of five play callers from last season that produced an explosive pass rate above 19% yep. while still having an offense that ranked top 35 in scoring efficiency. So what that means is he created an offense where they were able to pull off a ton of big plays, but it didn't it wasn't like big plays are bust. It was big plays within a larger, mm-hmm. more efficient, very well functioning offense. And since 2009 among all FBS coordinators, he's uh top 15% in passing touchdowns per attempt top 20% in fewest interceptions per attempt, top 25% both QB rating and QB officially, and top 30 in yards. And why I bring this all up is because Will Rogers is great. Like we know how good Will Rogers can be, right? And so now you give him even uh, potentially – an even more quarterback-friendly offense than what he had in the air raid, something newer that's even going to put the defense more on their heels and get more confused? Maybe not. And maybe not for just... Maybe I don't not know if it says friendly, friendly air raid, but it's great so, it really okay, is quarterback-friendly. Not from a volume standpoint. He may not put up the same yes. volume of numbers. I feel like, though... In theory, at least, like at times, but look at Chase year, Price, the quarterback for State, the,
3: Yeah, the, the, yes, it has been all on him. But I mean, look at Chase Price past two years: twenty-seven touchdowns, back-to-back seasons. You know, that's that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Over sixty percent completion, sixty-two percent completion. So, like, you once again, the proven and Chase is one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt, and has been one of the better quarterbacks in the Sun Belt. So, um, yeah, the volume is down, which you know, it, it, it's it's. You know, as a quarterback, I you know you want you want the stats. Like, let's be real. Like all quarterbacks, yeah. go you know, for, for five touchdowns. Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> we want the win, but I also want the win and throw five touchdowns. You know, and that, that's the <laughs> game. Like, you know, I was a little salty if we won and, and you know Todd had four touchdowns and I had none. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, go? like let me get mine a little bit. Like nothing worse against <laughs> the two yard line, and then we run the football. I'm like, come on, let, let me roll out, quick sprint out. Let me let's go do a fade. Yeah, fade, fades. throw a fade. I was best back shoulder fade thrower in the country. No,
2: okay, there. do you do you, uh, but, do you wait, love wait. fades? As a quarterback, did you love fades? Because sometimes I feel like fans hate fades. Like, unless yeah. every now and then you get a magical combination that's really effective at him. but there's nothing yep. more frustrating than feeling like you've wasted it down when you throw a bad fade.
3: Well, if it's a bad fade, but we were really good at throwing fades, so uh, <laughs> that, was, that was kind of our bread and butter. You got AJ Green and Malcolm and Chris Conley, throw that thing up there, let him go do it. True. So, you know, you... As a quarterback, you want the stats a little bit. You know we all are somewhat selfish, uh, which you know you have to be. But there's also a sense of like there's nights nice to be able to take some pressure off and just run the damn ball, just hand that thing off. You know, not have to throw the ball sixty times per game. And I also think for him too, I kind of alluded to this earlier. The the um, the transition to the next level. You know, he's been in college for a while, and I yeah. don't know if he wants to stay for a six year after this. You know, I think he kind of is hoping that like, Hey, if I can prove that I can run an offense that is not air raid, I kind of get away from this, this mold and prove to NFL scouts, that I can handle more of an NFL play, you know, style offense yeah. that will bode well for me to, to essentially this be my last year. So I think he's excited for, like I said, the new challenge. I think he's excited to be about this offense and excited throw that ball 60 times a game in order for them to have success. So ARA. yeah, I think it's good for everyone.
2: Did you confront him about you not wanting to break all of your records?
3: I did confront yeah, him. That me. was the first thing I said. What first thing saying? I said, I was like, I, um, he laughed. He's like, how far am I away? And, uh, I'm like, you're, I think he's, what is he? I think he's around 40 touchdowns away, somewhere around there. Dude, um, do you need me
2: to, okay, then, okay. Then, okay, then you know, maybe I don't, this don't think he'll get it done
3: good, this or... year. I don't think he'd get yeah. it done this year. Cause he's never thrown that many touchdowns in a season. Do you need me um, to so Tonya Harden? But, but I don't need him to stay for another year. So like, I need him to be like a thirty touchdown, five interceptions. I've done everything I can at Mississippi State. Won the Egg Bowl again back to back years. Deuces, I'm out. That's that. That is what I need from him.
2: Do you think that? Um, oh shit! What did I just ask? I forgot now. You went. Sorry, I got Tanya distracted. Harding. Oh yeah, yeah, bro. I'll do that shit for you. Okay, you're I my boy. It. I love snaps. If you want me to show up in Starkville and just bash Will Rogers' knee with a crowbar or a bat, I'll do it. I probably should have admitted this in a public setting. And also, to be clear, guys, if something happens to Will Rogers, this was not actually me. Okay? For the record. Let the record show. He's a good Um, kid.
3: Don't break the uh, record. He's a good
2: kid. Is like the least like you, you, you might as well have just said nothing about the person saying he's a good kid is the most lazy, throw it out the window. Oh, he's what a do good you want kid. me to like, do like, a full like, I breakdown of, the, idea. of him? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know that you actually, I, I'm just saying that you told me, I, I don't know anything that you feel about him now. I don't actually buy it when you say he's a good kid. That makes me feel like you don't want him to break uh, your records, which uh, I don't want him to break my record.
3: I don't yeah, care if he's true. an asshole or a, a saint. I don't want him to break my record. Fair, <laughs> fair. fair. um it sounds a lot better saying that you know you know i'm the sec all-time leader in touchdowns and not just georgia's all-time leader in touchdowns you know it just has a little bit more of a ring to it true uh
2: hey so we got a hard out at 45 again today so a couple of notes on the way out here hot billy asks you when you think stetson's going to get drafted
3: Hot Billy, when is Stetson going to get drafted? Uh, I think Stetson somewhere three through five. You know, I've kind of okay. seen some four through six. I don't think he gets out of the fifth round. I mean, at the end, of it, it all depends on on what happens before him. I think Stetson is somewhere in that you know five to six range, five to seven range for quarterbacks taken. You know, so if all of a sudden three or four quarterbacks are taken in the first round then all of a sudden, bam, he moves up to the third. But if it turns out to be, which I would not be surprised, a draft like last year where you're hyping all these quarterbacks up, but all of a sudden they all start dropping a little bit, then, then all of a sudden you could see Stetson somewhere in that fifth to sixth round. So I, I'm thinking more, though, the more you're seeing all this hype about you know, the quarterbacks and people want to take a chance at Anthony Richardson. If you see those four go in the first five picks, then Stetson probably go in the third. Well, and then Clint Moses did his research today because speaking of
2: quarterbacks being drafted, I'm looking at Twitter, I'm like, huh, hidden hookers trending. What's what's going on here? And I mm-hmm. guess Mike Tannenbaum today mock drafted him fifth overall to the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And so, make no mistake, if you are a draft analyst, now is the time, folks. This is cover your basis season. You know how the pros do it? Look at what Daniel Jeremiah from the Move the Sticks podcast said on Pat McAfee earlier today, where, uh, oh, oh God, what was he? I I don't want to misquote it. So, I'm going to look up real quick the exact quote. But basically, now is the time to just show, just throw out some kind of noncommittal, like, People aren't talking about Hooker enough. I'm telling you, said if he does get drafted high, you can point back that audio be like, look, who's on the record. Okay, here's a quote from um, Daniel Jeremiah. I don't feel like there's been enough talk about him and Hooker. He's big, no. accurate, and can move around. So, genius yeah. take on multiple levels because he said nothing. He actually said nothing. nothing. All he said is there's not been enough talk about him and Hooker. But now he gets to point to this and be like, look, man, I was a believer. Okay, I tried to tell y'all big. Accurate can move around. All technically true, whether or not he ends up being a great quarterback or not. That's how it's done, Daniel Jeremiah. So if you're a young podcaster, a young draft analyst, a young scout, want to get your name out there, go ahead, throw it a hint and hooker tweet today. Okay, the real estate is selling fast. So you're gonna to want to get on it now. So you don't look like you're tired of kind of chasing
3: the new mm, cycle. I'm a video right now. Let's go. There we go. Yes. Right, but to yes. be fair, I actually do it.
2: love Hendon hooker. And I feel like we've loved Hendon hookers out this process. I don't yep. know uh, that he'll go at five. But um, I think no. he has a no. better
3: chance of I think he's early second round. I think someone could to me, Hendon is like, uh, I'm gonna go someone from my draft a little bit Teddy Bridgewater-esque where the Vikings traded up, traded back into the first round at like 27, 28, I believe, and, and pick Teddy. Like I could see someone like that saying, you know, we, we don't, we need a quarterback. We need a good backup. We need someone to compete. He's an older guy. He can do everything that you alluded to. I don't want him to drop to the early second round. I'm going to make sure I can maybe sneak into the late first around 28 to 32 and pick him up there so that's that's I could see that happen somewhere from that 28 pick to early second run for Hendon
2: <laughs> um uh Keaton made me laugh here he says I beat Hendon Hooker my junior year in high school he had four touchdowns and I only played three snaps but he won't be successful because I'm better than him Good call, <laughs> Keaton. hell yeah dude You're nice work boy. suck it hooker You're you bum boy. Uh, look, we love you. Huge thank you for y'all hanging out with us here on Snaps. Uh, it's literally the most fun thing that we do every day. You know we love you. Um, thank you to The Volume for having us. YouTube.com slash The Volume. You can like the video, subscribe to the video. Uh, yeah, title this uh, episode Eskimo Bros. Um, Brum. Mm-hmm. Uh, a huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Ferry, the Pat Gunner, Danny Carnes, Adam Grassi. Look, if you listen where you listen on podcasts on Apple or Spotify, one way you can help – by rating and reviewing the show. It helps please the robot gods and helps them kind of put it in more people's feeds. Uh, you go to FanDuel, and a huge thing to FanDuel. Tell us who are your Eskimo brother's with, you know? Put that uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Leave a five-star review and tell us who your Eskimo brother's with and uh, we'll pick yeah. out the best ones. Hopefully my and, wife doesn't um, watch the
3: show. Golly. <laughs>
2: Uh, don't worry. If your wife's anything like mine, she has never watched a single second of anything professional that you've ever done. My wife tells me that talk radio makes sure. her nauseous uh, and she just has no patience for it whatsoever, which is great for me because I get to act like I'm a big dog and be like, my wife, That's my wife, dude, I could do whatever I want when really at home. I'm like, what? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love you. Promo code SNAPS if you sign up for FanDuel. And we'll be back more. Snaps tomorrow. Keep it locked. Love y'all. See you then. Bye bye.
1: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio season nine. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound.